There are four interviews that go with this course. These interviews are conversations with some key people in sport. The first, Ed Smith, the Middlesex cricketer and writer on sports issues. We chose him because he's a public figure. He, he can speak as a practitioner. He can speak as someone who knows what it's like to go onto the field at Lord's. He's got inside access to what it feels like, to the pleasures of sport. And also, he's a critical writer about sport. And the interview points to some of the contrasts between some of the traditions of sport, for example, cricket, with its associations with gentlemen as well as players, and with colonialism. And he indicates some of the ways in which cricket, as seemingly a, a gentlemanly game of the British Empire, had its roots in a set of um, suspect practices often very uh, strongly associated with gambling, which most sports, of course, do have. The reason for, for um, using this kind of material is to demonstrate that we need to unpack media representations. It also, cricket as an example, gives us a particularly useful means of looking at what the, the course is about, this sporting planet, about the global aspects of sport and the shift, for example, from English, British sport and the sport of empire to a changing location across the globe with the IPL in 2020, which has transformed not only how the course is represented, but what people actually do on the pitch. And we chose Suitables because she has a particular role in promoting women's sport. And as, as is mentioned in this conversation, you look at any sports pages and it's very difficult to find material on women's sport. Women's sport is, um, is still very often hidden from, from the media representations, which is not to say that women don't do it. And so we chose Suitables to represent how sport might be changing it's not just about women's sport. It's an area where change is taking place. So that's why we chose that interview. We chose Ed Warner because he has, as, as himself, um, a businessman. He has a particular role and insight into the economics of sport and particularly into athletics. And athletics is quite a, a distinctive set of sports because it's one of the oldest sets of, of sporting activities, but it's also one which has probably a bit less coverage in terms of, of the celebrities, and it presents some problems in terms of not being team a team sport. Um, the last interview, the last conversation, is with Sundar Katwala, who has a particular focus on the governance of sport, and he has a, an explicitly political stance on sport. And although governments frequently say we must keep politics out of sport, we chose Sundar Katwala because he makes it very clear that you cannot keep politics out of sport. And whereas the rest of contemporary society is highly regulated, sport often is not. One of the, the big new issues is a focus on regulation of sport and on the governance of sport. Another big new issue is the promotion of widening participation in sport and the uncovering of the ways in which sport can discriminate against groups of people as well as promoting the interests of some groups. And class is one of the major aspects of discrimination historically in sport. And sport and social class are widely implicated. For example, some sports are, are 
powerfully associated with particular classes, notably polo, golf. Um, there is also um, the financial division, the financial demands of some sports, which, are, um, which make them exclusive. There are also ways in which sport has been used historically to divert people's attention. The idea of working class engagement with football, soccer on Saturday afternoons is one way of, um, of keeping people interested in sport and not in politics, which is another issue that we look at in this course. Another aspect which comes out in the Women in Sport interview is whether sport has to be competitive. She points to the ways in which women's involvement in sport may not be well served by the current model we have of sport as an aggressive male-dominated activity, set of activities. And some of the research that's being done into widening participation in sport is also about making sport physical activity available to people in the ways they want to do it, as well as opening the doors so that people can join in. So the reason people don't join in are, are varied. It's not only about being excluded in that, for example, women were not allowed to participate in a whole range of games. And at the moment, there is a debate about whether women's boxing will be in the 2012 Olympics, for example. But as Sue Tibble suggests, it goes much deeper than that. It's not only about the regulations. It's also about what sort of things people want to do and what counts as sport. Sporting heroes in the contemporary world are very, very important. There's a big overlap between popular culture and sport, which is probably illustrated best in the, in the Beckham phenomenon. But that kind of alliance between pop culture and sport is something that's very, very powerful in the contemporary world. And in this course, what we do is we look at the ways in which sports heroes can be role models. And in terms of promoting greater participation, not only in sport, but in public life and in, in being a good citizen. And having role models is very important. And many of those role models are part of, um, of the sporting world. We're very aware that there are many students who study this course who come from many different parts of the world. But this course is about the globalization of sport. It's about this sporting planet. So although several of the illustrations that we give in the course are, um, are British examples and we necessarily have some focus on the 2012 Olympics, but the Olympics are a, a global phenomenon. And the way in which we, we use the material in the first part of the course to apply it to the Olympics is very much looking at it as a global phenomenon. The other aspect of globalization that we look at is the way in which sport has, even though, for example, the, um, the, the premiership in England and Wales might seem to be, and Scotland might seem to be local. It certainly isn't through the participation of, um, of players from all around the world and through competition. So it may seem that uh, several of the examples are UK-based, but sport, because of the way it's organised in the contemporary world, has to be about global society and global politics and global culture. I'd like people using this material to, to use it to raise some questions, to raise some questions about sport, to raise some questions about the society in which they live, 
to raise some questions about what they enjoy and what other people enjoy, but also to raise questions about the inequalities as well as the equalities in the contemporary world and how change is taking place. It seems that change is taking place very fast and sport offers a very good example of how to study that change. From the Open University. For more information, go to www.open.ac.uk forward slash use.